It's yeah. weird that that's appealing to a bourbon person. Like, yeah. I mean, if I saw stuff floating in my food, I'd send it back, you know? <laughs> that's true. But, you know, I mean, that's what people, there's people in bourbon like that. Yeah. It's the gold schlager of uh, alcohol. <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to episode 14 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hello, gentlemen. What's going on, fellas? Hello, ladies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just saying, hey, shout out to the ladies if they're listening. You know? Oh, I, I mean, I know of two or three. Two or three, yeah. yeah. Two or three, yeah. It's the big percentage. <laughs> all right, so you, I think we've talked about before that Stephen and his wife and, and my wife and, and me are going to Mexico this summer. Mm-hmm. So we realized my passport has has expired. You know, it's ten years. You know, I think they're what they're good for ten years. Nine and a half. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. So and and that's about right because I remember getting mine renewed um, right before I we made our one of our first trips to Mexico as as a couple, my wife and I. And then now it's ten years later, so that that's probably about right. So anyway, so I sent it off to get um, renewed probably two months ago, and I've not heard anything back yet. So I'm starting to get a little nervous because. You send off your old one with it, so, and you've not heard anything. You, you know, it's the old school way of putting it in an envelope and mailing it. And, so what happens now? And a check in there, like it's it's everything that is antiquated in our world. So if you don't get that passport, that's no Cancun, right? That's, I guess we'll be no Mexico going somewhere else. Oh man, well, I don't know what I can say about that because I bet you if I looked at my passport, it's probably close to expiration as well. And so now you got me thinking about that, but I don't have any summer trips planned. The ones I have planned are just, you know, like beach vacations in the Carolinas kind of thing with family. Right. So, Well, I'm holding out hope because my brother-in-law, he sent his in to get renewed about the same time I did. And he just got his back this week. So I'm hoping maybe that like pretty soon mine's coming too. Okay. But the check hasn't been cashed yet. It hasn't cleared the bank. Is that something you do like, forgive me for this, is that something you do through Kentucky or is it like federal? No, it's, it's federal. federal. Oh, yeah, federal. It's federal. Okay. So... If I had my old passport, which I mean, I guess I could probably do it even without that. If I, if like, if we, for some reason it comes down to it, like the last minute, I can drive to like Atlanta and do this, you know, in a day, set up an appointment and, and do it. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. But on a related note, I actually saw on Instagram, I saw a uh, sports center person, a, you know, an ESPN personality. She said on hers that she was going to, I think, the Dominican Republic or Costa Rica, somewhere like that, you know, they don't allow anyone into their country whose passport expires within 120 days of their trip. Wow. Because I guess they don't want you to, if you get in, something happens to you, you get stuck down there. Yeah. You know, so anyway, too many hard seltzers and, and next well, thing we'll you get know, to that, don't yeah. you worry. Okay. But, so, so anyway, she said they didn't realize that until they got to the airport. They live in Chicago. And so, you know, Dang. they wouldn't let us travel. So she's like, we already had tickets. We exchanged them and they just picked a flight to somewhere else in America and, you know, made an impromptu trip. Jeez. And of course, I tell my wife that the travel agent, she's like, yep, I could have told them that, you know, I, <laughs> I know exactly what all the rules are to that kind of stuff. But, you it's, know. Uh, Stephen, are you passport ready? Are you ready well, to go? Well, I was just going to say <laughs> this trip was actually a year postponed because ah. my wife and I were supposed to go on this last year in the summer. We both had to get our passports renewed. She got hers in, and then, you know, I sent mine in a little later. It was like a week or two, kind of right before COVID hit. 
and the federal passport office just shut down. Oh. I had no update. And then eventually I got my passport. It was about two weeks after the original departure date. Oh, wow. So, so you wouldn't have made at that, it. Yeah, we wouldn't have made it. So at that point, we had taken the, uh, yeah, the voucher option, and so we pushed it out a year. Nice. Finally found the Kirkland brand, the Costco brand, yeah. hard seltzers today at, at Costco. I mean, you talk about... I mean, I ran across the store with that package <laughs> when I found it. Ashley, my wife was, they were looking in like the fruits or something. And I was, she, I'll tell you what it was. She went in the cold area of the, you know, where they keep the refrigerated yep. stuff. I hate that area. I hate it. Yeah. Like, especially in the wintertime, you hate it. You don't want to go in there. And yeah. today I was wearing shorts. I don't want to walk in there. So I thought I don't go in there. Like yeah. I just don't. So they've moved the beer and stuff over there now. They had the hard seltzers. And I mean, it was <laughs> It was a 24-pack for $20, and I, mean, I picked it up, and I was running across the store. I said, Ashley, look what they have. Look what they finally have, because I'd heard that they, you know, they'd been out at some of the other ones. Got home, tried one. I tried the mangoes. That's like, I'm not a scientist, but that's like the control group. You know, you, that's my, you know, you, <laughs> mango in, group. In every, in, every, in every brand I try, I'm going to try mango first, and then I, that's how I'll base, you know, do I like it or not, you know, because I know I like mango. And it was pretty good, pretty good. My wife didn't. She wasn't overwhelmed by it, but it also hadn't gotten real cold yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe after I should have tried it after I mowed the grass today too. Yeah. You know. But stay tuned for mango, lime, well, black cherry, and maybe pineapple. Oh, nice. Well, I, I'm excited to hear about this, and I will say this uh, from a few people uh, that listen to the podcast. They have said that your little seltzer. Well, I know they're on the edge of their seats some, every yeah, week, that's, waiting that's to find getting, out. Uh, what, they're trying to figure out exactly what's, what's going to happen in the seltzer world. So it's actually kind of great that uh, we got the little side thing going on there. Yeah, well, I, I picked up the White Claw <laughs> Variety Pack number three. Oh. And that's a pineapple, uh, strawberry, blackberry, and mango. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've yet to see that one. The pineapple is great. The blackberry is very good. The yeah, strawberry is good. My wife thought that the blackberry sounded really good. Yeah, it was, it's a good it's And a good White Claw's pack. got the new, like, Higher content, oh, that's alcohol right. content one too. Oh, what is the new it's alcohol? Called Surge, content? and it's Ooh. got like it's a bigger can, it's, and it's eight percent. Yeah, eight percent. Eight percent water, baby. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I have yet to buy it, but as soon as I do, I'm going to let well, you, you don't guys need to know buy anything because I've got plenty. So, I'll oh bring well, a couple what, over next week. Okay, we'll, all right. Yeah, sounds good. I was waiting for the White Claw tsunami of you know barrel barrel proof. Oh man, that'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, speaking Love of barrels, it. guys, uh, our bottle this evening is from the Bluegrass Distillers. It's the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel. All right. I'm uh, very excited about this one because, as you guys know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing some bottles that are mostly national brands, uh, big companies that you've probably heard of. And so this time we're getting back to a local, a very, very local brand here in Lexington, Kentucky. So... Bluegrass Distillers, this bottle that we have today is a 2020 single barrel. It comes in at 45% ABV, or 90 proof, and the mash bill is 75% corn, 21% wheat, and 4% malted barley, and the MSRP is $50. And so, real quickly, Bluegrass um, Distillers, they are a local place, a local spot here in Lexington, Kentucky, and they've been doing a lot of great things. They've been around since, what, guys, about 2012? Yeah, I think so. And a lot of the stuff they put out isn't 
uh, super well aged, obviously yet because. Um, but they just released the bottle and bond recently. We don't have that one for you tonight. We're excited to try this nonetheless. Well, I mean, at fifty bucks, and I think this is a, a as a single barrel pick. It's a like goes to a charity. So like twenty. Usually, I've seen like twenty dollars of every one of these bottles. It's probably priced a little higher than what their normal stuff is. You know, some of it's going to a good cause. And you said it was local, like very local. You know, to Lexington. It's kind of funny because you go to you know you go to Whole Foods and Whole Foods has a has a bourbon section and you know how Whole Foods Whole Foods likes to really focus in on locally grown things you know locally local products so you go into the store and there's the tag that says local on you know whatever the product is if it's green beans that are grown local or whatever you know <laughs> yeah. but you go to the bourbon section of the liquor store and locals on everything around here, you know, yeah. and it's kind of funny because it's like Maker's Mark and it says local, you know, yeah. Buffalo yeah. Trace, it says local, um, you know, Jim Beam, it says local. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's local, but, you know, it's also huge. I mean, yeah. did you stick the local on the GIF, on the GIF bottle too, uh, you know, the exactly. jar? Do they have but, one they're sticking local on? Right. But this is literally local. Like this, yeah, is, this, this is, when is, you think local, this is local. Yeah. I mean. 15 minutes from the house, door to door kind of thing. Kind yeah. of downtown Lexington. It's, you know, 2012 is cool because they. They kind of got in before bourbon was really cool. You know, there's a thousand whiskey companies that are starting up now. These guys are old compared to a lot of the people you see yeah. now. Yeah, no doubt. And to my knowledge, I don't believe they've ever sourced anything. Um, I could be wrong about that. But, you know, a lot of the distilleries, as we mentioned in the past, that start up, they end up sourcing product from MGP or, you know, Tennessee or elsewhere to try to get their now started just, with well-aged stuff. And here they just kind of started distilling and barreling and bottling. and Stuck out their neck and said, here's our two-year-old bourbon. and Exactly. That's right. Know, we think it's good enough to sell. So cool. Exactly. I, I didn't even mention that. It's a two-year-old. Oh, old. I thought you did. I'm I didn't. I, I don't think. No, no, that's a good one. <laughs> it is. This is this is two years old. Uh, it says on the bottle, what, aged at least yep. two years. It's a rule, right? Yeah. It's under four. They have to put that on the, exactly. on the bottle. So, so this could be what, like two years old in one month? Two years uh, old a day. I don't a know. day, yeah. What do you think about this bottle? I like it. It's square. Um, it's really thick glass. Uh, we were talking about the color of the, of what the bourbon looks like inside it, and and we were wondering if maybe the thickness of the bottle makes a difference on on the color. It's got a nice little uh, tagline here: "Fast horses, good whiskey." I like that. You know the the logo's a, a jockey. Nothing nothing uh, fancy about it. Is this the same bottle as the Uncle Nearest? Kind of looks like it. It's probably like a, I'm sure stock bottle. Stock bottle. I'm sure yeah. there's some the smaller. It almost companies. in a way looks. It looks like a, like a brick almost. It's almost the shape of a brick. Yeah, it's yeah. got a good uh, yeah. storage, you yeah. know, ability. None of us really know a whole lot about bluegrass distillers, but I know that they've recently changed the label that we're looking at. Is mostly a white looking label. It doesn't have a lot of detail on it, but I've seen recently that they released a limited bottled and bond uh, four-year-old whiskey and some others, but they've changed the labeling on all their bottles and it definitely looks much more attractive than the one we're looking at tonight, which is the more traditional. But they give you all the information about the mash bill. 100%. Yeah, yeah. right up front. There's full disclosure on all this stuff. We've talked in the past about how much we love when we see everything that goes into the bottle and no hiding anything. <laughs> Guys, I can't get over the color of this thing. For being two years old, the color of the bourbon, it's very dark. I agree. And wasn't this the one we were talking about last week when we were getting ready to, you know, we made the decision to uh, to try this? And we were talking about all the stuff floating around in it. Was it this one? Because it was non-chill filtered and there was... 
I think so, yeah. yeah. I actually can see a little bit of barrel char or something in my glass. So um, Yeah, I've got black. I've got yeah, a little black mm-hmm. in mine. And it's interesting. It's not to be... You have to understand or appreciate it. So there's companies that say their whiskey is non-chill filtered, and you look at the bottle, and the liquid is crystal clear. But then on their label, like I saw Jim Beam did this one time. On the label, it says, you may see barrel char and other things in the whiskey. And I was like, this is the clearest stuff I've ever seen in my life. What are they talking about? And so to get a company that's actually taking the whiskey straight from the barrel and bottling it, you can tell because you can see all the sediment and all the barrel char and everything else that's kind of right in the bottom of it. And um, that's the case with this one, too. It's yeah. weird that that's appealing to a bourbon person. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I saw stuff floating in my food, I'd send it back, you know? <laughs> that's true. But, you know, I mean, that's what people, there's people in bourbon like that. Yeah. The Goldschlager of uh, alcohol. <laughs> Goldschlager, I love it. It's awesome. Well, fellas, um, let's go on for our, our first notes of this, this two-year-old bourbon. Let's see what we get. I, I actually pick up pretty heavy butterscotch. Um, surprisingly, I don't usually pick that up in a two-year-old. Yeah. Um, Once you get past the the young wheat notes, that butterscotch and the raisin are oh yeah, very, raisin. very pronounced. I agree. I'm, and you can really pick up on that butterscotch and raisin if you're just if your nose is outside the glass, a couple inches. Yeah. You pick up some of that caramel. There's a little bit of caramel. A little bit. Yeah. But that ra- that raisin sweetness fruit is just all over the place there yeah i agree and that's not to me i've been burned a thousand times guys by what craft whiskey or young whiskey as a lot of bourbon drinkers have and i'm very surprised i expected to pick up a lot less than this i thought oh this is going to taste just like everything else at this age tastes which is very green. Sometimes yeah, this got is like the youngest a, stuff I've ever tried outside yeah, of like or smell ancient, or ancient age. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly, had, but I mean, and so far the nose is is that, great. I don't. I mean, it's not it's not amazing, but it's very very good, very respectable. Since it has a couple of really powerful notes. Now, for a weeder, weeders have to mature right to become tolerable to drink. And like unlike a rye, where ryes can mature in a couple of years. Yeah, it definitely seems like the weed is on the opposite end of the spectrum where it does take a little bit longer. I mean, even, you know, your heavy heavy weeders like Maker's Mark and uh, Weller Special Reserve and others, any of the Weller line, they're usually aged a minimum of six years mm-hmm. and they're rumored to be six to eight. So when you have that going on, then you got a two-year-old uh, weeded bourbon over here. Yeah, I think that it should probably have a little bit more time in the barrel. I was a little skeptical of it just because of the wheat and the two-year age statement. And when mm. we first smelt it and you got that really young wheat smell, I was a little concerned. Yeah, what did you say, Michael, when we opened it up? You you, you smelled it right out of the top of the bottle and you said, what do you, what do you think? Like old cardboard or wet cardboard? Yeah, yeah. When that when all the, the notes were coming out of the top of the bottle, not in a glass yet, kind of we all picked that up. We passed the bottle around and smelled it and said, wow. So I say I've never had that that young stuff but we did have another local company's bourbon up there in the cabinet that we've tried on several occasions oh and so i've been kind of burned on that like you said you know so i was i love coming over here but i wasn't like super excited about (laughs) trying something that you know that i had no idea what i was getting Mm -hmm. into you know you're like i'll come over tonight only if we aren't drinking on that bottle that you have (laughs) stashed away If y'all ever decide to open up the pot still again, I won't be here for that one. But we got to finish well, it. You and some, you're, other, some you're, other friends. You're part of this. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go in for our first taste. There's no burn. No, 
Yeah, surprisingly. I mean, it's 90 proof, but I've had some 90 proof stuff that burns. <laughs> yeah. I figured it out. The taste I get at the end is like a burnt popcorn. Got that. Like the like before the hug? Before the hug kind of explodes? Yeah. Well, it's, it's still in my mouth right now. When I was saying I was tasting butterscotch, I'm tasting some, some kind of like butter. butter. Like a butter, burnt butter popcorn? Yeah. Burnt butter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting that now. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you put it on three and a half minutes in the microwave and yeah. you only needed three. And you're not hearing anything pop? Yeah. Yeah. Takes what? back to the college days when somebody was burning the popcorn in the hallway, the microwave, <laughs> or know? just at work, and you had to evacuate. <laughs> Set off the fire alarms. Yeah, exactly. you know, in college, we 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 lived a small town, so they had volunteer fire departments. They would get so pissed, you know, because they're not getting paid to do this, and they have to keep coming out yeah. for for these stupid fire alarms because somebody burnt something in the microwave. Sounds about right. I mean, they told us if they come back again, we're all getting fined and everything, you know. <laughs> They're not going to find college kids, no, right? They're not going to do that. Come on. As much as we were paying to go to that school, they're not finding yeah. us. You're, you're finding us by how much you're charging. So uh-huh. Now, for those of you that are going to probably come into town and want something to do, where the Bluegrass Distillers is currently located is a pretty pretty nice little hip area of town. Oh, yeah. It's really hip. West 6 Brewery right there, which is pretty big now, West 6 is. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think yeah. They have a tap room in Louisville now. They've got a couple of them in Lexington. You can probably buy it almost anywhere, really, mm-hmm. in the area, the beer. But it's it's a cool little area. And then connected connected to the brewery is what Smithtown sea, yeah, Seafood, which they'll do like a fish and chips. Yeah, type. so you can buy your food at, at that place and then eat it at the brewery. You know, and I'm sure there's food trucks and stuff that come around there too. Yeah, food trucks, and then there's also that one restaurant over there, County Club. There's right across the street, which is yeah. pretty small, but the food is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And have you ever noticed the park that sits right there? This is how you know it's a hipster area. They have a bike polo club uh, <laughs> there that meets there, that plays there. Like they yeah. like cycling? Like, yeah, like, so yeah, you play polo on your bike. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 100% hipster right there. Oh, man. They got so much crazy stuff going on. They got a running club down there. Oh, they yeah, they do, kind of fun they? stuff, yeah. They do, yeah. So they... No, so, just West 6 has their own running club. You know, not to go too far or get too sentimental about it, but, you know, I moved here in 2011, and I think that was the same year that West 6 opened was 11. So I feel like I've kind of grown up going down to that yeah. area. So the addition like of Bluegrass the, Distillers is great down there. I mean, They do like the yoga and stuff down there. Oh, yeah. You know? so, yeah. Yeah, if you're into that. Now, my first experience with Bluegrass Distillers, like I'd never had, obviously, until tonight, never had any of this stuff, is March of 2020 when nobody could find hand sanitizer. I saw they were advertising they had hand sanitizer. That's, you know? that's the... <laughs> so my parents are not bourbon people at all or they don't really even, they don't drink at all. And so my mom and my dad was going through uh, some cancer treatments and stuff, so he couldn't leave the house. And so my mom, anytime she left the house, she was, you know, very anal about the hand sanitizer and making sure everybody was clean and all that kind of stuff. And they couldn't find it. And I was like, Mom, I found some hand sanitizer. So I went and bought it. And she was all worried that I, I used her credit card up to buy it. <laughs> She's like, I got a distillery on my credit card now. Uh. <laughs> but you know what? It, it came in handy. So... Yeah, that was my experience as well. I mean, when all these distilleries pivoted and started making hand sanitizer, I remember thinking because the University of Kentucky, for example, they were doing stuff with Jim Beam. And so all the people at UK had these cleaning uh, supplies that said Jim Beam Distillery Institute, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I need some of that stuff, but I couldn't buy it. But where did I go? I went down to Bluegrass just like you did. And um, actually, I think their master distiller was right there just selling it. To everybody coming in the door, and um, I I still use it to this day. So that's been my go-to hand sanitizer. 
so very fond of them for that it's, as well. So. It's kind of funny. I told Stephen about it. Like it aged, you know, as it was sitting there. It changed. <laughs> the smell of it changed from yeah. the time that I bought it in March to like yep. May or June. By the time I, you know, we were still using it, sitting in that uh, plastic thing, yeah. the, the smell changed. So, and, and for those that don't know, have never used it, when you have normal hand sanitizer, it comes out like kind of a gel, thick. It's kind of controlled. But when you squirt on a uh, on some hand sanitizer from distillery, yeah. it just shoots out like liquid, yeah. Yeah. and your hand smells like the uh, like corn or like something. like the mash yeah, bill, like white dog. Yeah, yeah, like white dog. White dog. My, my kids say that all the time. You know, you go to yeah. those places that you know that use it. Yeah, you know, and it's not just bourbon distilleries. There was like a rum distillery in Florida when we were down there that that made it also, and yep. I think like Dick's Sporting Goods had it, you know, and so my kids were like, put the hand sanitizer on at a store or a restaurant. They're like, oh, that's that bourbon hand sanitizer. You know, they do. And my wife didn't like the smell of it. I like the smell of it. I, I, I She's also not it. doing a bourbon podcast, so. Uh, yeah, that's know. true, right? No, I think it was great. I think it was great that they pivoted so quickly and, and supplied all these local restaurants. They were able, and, able to survive. Yeah. They, made a, they made a killing. Oh, yeah, a lot of them are making a, a lot killing. of money on it. Now, it'd be interesting. This is a, a single barrel selected by a nonprofit, but having been to their place, there's really nothing there. You know, I mean, it's not a very big warehouse. It's not a big area. I wonder if like single barrels even are even that different. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's no change in elevation. There's no, you know, nothing really other than, you know, it's pretty much they're all exactly the same, I'm sure. If we got to pick one of those, are you saying basically it's like, like it's like a peerless yeah, situation? Yeah, like that. Even smaller, really. Mm -hmm. but. Well, that, and they produce three primary mash bills. They have the one that they're sort of known for, which is their blue corn. And then they have the weeded one, which we're drinking tonight. And then they also have a high rye recipe. And so when they recently re released their bottle and bond, do you guys know which recipe that was? Was it all of them? Was it one of them? I have no idea. Yeah, but they, I mean, I could look it up. But I would. I'm actually. I was thinking when they released that, I was kind of just like, okay, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't. But after tonight, I think I might run down there and grab it and just see if they still have it. I'd like to try it because it's got a lot of promise, you know. Some younger whiskeys, you taste them and you're like, yeah, if this was four years old, if it was six years old, doesn't matter. It's not going to be good. This stuff definitely so, seems like. So, what do you think they've been be doing good. with all their stuff since they started in 2012? I mean, in theory, they should I mean, have, this, some, they they should should have something that's nine years old, right? Like, yeah. I mean, they should, but I don't know if they started distilling in 12. Okay. They may have just founded a company in 12, and right. then maybe I don't know how long they've been actually laying barrels down. So they might have stuff that's older. I just, I really wish I knew more about it before we started talking about it. Well, they just bought some more land or something to uh, build, like, a expand their distillery and build some warehouses. So maybe that'll, you know, they'll become more, more traditional. Well, as long as they keep that little spot down there on West Six, I'll be happy because that's pretty convenient to get down to. So, um, and it's a cool addition for the uh, for the brewery to have that. Oh yeah, through the garage doors that they have, you can see it. You can see into it. Yeah, and, and, and am I correct, gentlemen? That that area down there that used to be a huge old bread factory, correct? Yes, I think they call that like the bread box or something. Yeah, so it's a massive the building, bread. The building that they're yeah, in. Yeah, the building that used to be a massive bread factory down there and now has West Six, the the restaurants, the distillery, and everything. It's it's pretty crazy. And I'm sure like everybody that's you know that lives in a place that has a hip area, there's a very sharp cutoff though. You yes. know. The running club, I don't think, probably runs in the area that, that that place is. You know, there's some <laughs> spots you probably don't want to run in, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, but it is cool down there, and, you know, so check it out. Well, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Bluegrass Distillers Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel? 
Um, I'm going to go with a try. I actually, as I mentioned to you guys, I've been burned by craft whiskey and bourbon a lot of times to the point where I don't want to try things sometimes. But this, I was pleasantly surprised tonight. I'd definitely put it in the try category, solidly. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Definitely try. At first, when we first smelled it and I smelled those young wheats, wheat smells, I was a little nervous about it. But once uh, I put it in a glass and started sniffing it and swirling it, I had a lot of aroma for just being two years. And so I'm kind of excited to see what another, what the next bottle is of theirs and where, where they're going to take it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to try this one. All right, so I'm going to sit on the fence on this, okay? I'm going to vacillate. You know okay, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be a habitual line stepper. <laughs> so if you're in town, you got to try it, right? You got to go to the distillery, try it. Like go, you know, take a tour, you know, go to their tasting room and do that kind of thing. You know, I, I think that's that's probably for people that come to bourbon country and, you know, they want to go on the Jim Beam factory tour and all that kind of stuff. That's cool, but... You know, this is a kind of place that's a lot different than that. So you got to try it there. Yeah. Okay. But for me, I would, especially this kind of bottle, I would buy for the single fact that it's local and, you know, they're doing a fundraiser. That's what I think it seems like that's what their single barrels are, are, are mainly geared towards or people that are doing nonprofits that are doing. So for 50 bucks and 20 of it going to that nonprofit group. And really only. And if it was the right nonprofit that I, that I really believed in. I wouldn't have a problem buying it at all. And really, for the extra ten bucks, you're probably paying versus the standard bottle. Yeah, and then twenty, oh, yeah. and then twenty of that is going. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's exactly. a nice, nice amount. I will say, I think they're going to sell a lot more with the new label because I think it looks cooler than that label. Oh yeah, definitely. I agree one hundred percent. I think that's great that you mentioned the, the whole bourbon and charity thing. They go hand in hand. Of course, we're all part of like groups that do charitable things and stuff like that. And uh, well, and think about how good that is for their business because, I mean, let's be honest, they're probably not selling a lot of, a lot of bottles. Oh know? yeah, probably not. But if you get, like in this case, a school or a church that's that's doing a a charity, you've got. 200 people buying a bottle you know like that probably wouldn't buy that you know so you can guarantee your you know so do it like you know for them that's it's a no-brainer absolutely because at the end of the day too it gets their name out there people like us are trying these and we like it sure yeah exactly i'm more inclined to go down there and buy it than i was before for sure did we talk about their their reach as far as retail I think they're just local, right? Local. Now. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they at this got point, it, no it's national a, distribution yeah. out there. But I mean, you can get them at the big liquor stores locally. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to just go to the distillery. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's good because there are a lot of people that come into town and you know hit up Liquor Barn and yeah, maybe they'll, not Total Wine, but I think Liquor Barn has it. So, no, yeah, they'll have it on the shelf there. So, speaking of Liquor Barn and going to places and, and searching, I went to <clears> Louisville. <throat> I had to go to Louisville for a baseball game. All right, I've not ever bourbon hunted in louisville i can only imagine how bad it is because it's bad in lexington and so louisville's probably even worse being a bigger city more tourists you know more distilleries and stuff like that so there's probably people everywhere just looking for bourbon i'm, I'm sure there is it's just so anyway so i go to this one place i just it was right across the street from where I, where our game was and so so i'm like i got I'm a little early so i'm gonna walk in there and see what they got you know so yeah i Never expect to see anything, right? Especially in Louisville, just like I said. So this guy walks in in front of me, and he's, he goes up to the counter, and he says, do you all have any sweet wheat? That's all he says. 
sweet weed. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So the guy, the guy working is not a bourbon dude that works in the store. He's like, I don't know. And so he goes, oh, it's, and then, so he clarifies it's 1792 sweet wheat. All right. So the guy walks over to the shelf. Okay. <laughs> and so like, and I knew right then, like both of these guys are idiots, right? So <laughs> the guy working, it's not the guy working's fault. He's not a bourbon guy, you know, but the guy that, the guy that is hunting for the bourbon is an idiot. Let's just shout out to the idiot, okay? Because he's an idiot. So, because behind the counter are like everything you want. You know, there's a birthday bourbon. There's all kinds of Willets. There's all kinds of stuff. It's all secondary or, you know. Oh, wow. So, so I'm like, do you really think there's going to be a 1792 Sweet Wheat on the shelf if all the good stuff is back here behind the thing, right? You so never he goes, know. He goes, the guy, he says online, he says online, it says you have it. And I'm like, online? I was like, this doesn't look like the kind of place that would poster stuff on it's Ohio. Yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> so they go over to the shelf and the, the guy working just says, is this what you're talking about? 1792. And he just has the small batch. And the guy's like, no, it's a sweet wheat. And then he goes, no, it's got like the orange label or whatever. So anyway, so the guy goes, well, let me go check in the back. And so I'm just following the guy around. I'm just laughing at him, you know? And so <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he comes back out. He's like, we don't have it. And he's like, well, guy goes, well, online you said you had it. And I, I he kept saying that. It turns out that was Drizzly he was looking at. I'm like, there's no way that that's accurate. Right? Yeah. Like, like, there's no way. And it was $100 on Drizzly. So yeah. even if you did buy it, it's going to be like basically that's secondary. Secondary, yeah. secondary anyway. So he go, the guy goes up to the counter, you know, and he, he was looking at the, the ones behind the, sh- you know. And he's telling the guy working, he's like, oh, yeah, that birthday bourbon. He goes, you know. I've seen that online for as much as $1,000. I'm like, you idiot. You're just telling them what. You know, like yeah. telling them basically, you can raise your price on yeah, this you thing. Yeah, you can like, raise the price on that for me. You know, so anyway, this guy's just a just a moron. Like, so the whole time he's standing there confused about why they don't have sweet wheat, even though it said it online, and he's talking all of his bourbon stuff. I'm just browsing the store, and I see a whole collection of of or you know, a whole display shelf of Buffalo Trace. You know, and so I just happened to look around, and one of them had single barrel, you know, pick sticker on it, you know, which I know this is not sweet wheat at all, but it's still hard to find a single barrel pick of Buffalo Trace. And I'm like, there's one sitting on this shelf of all of these other regular Buffalo Traces. I'm like, I'm gonna give it a shot, you know? So I go up to the counter and, and guy rings it up $26. I'm like, nice. I'm like, I don't think this dude knows what he has right here with this. So I walk out the store happy. That guy walked out the store all pissed off because he <laughs> thought he was going to get sweet wheat, you know. So anyway, but as I was as I was checking out, the other guy that was working there, two guys working there, the other guy goes, yeah, those bourbon people, they can be kind of aggressive sometimes. And so <laughs> the moral of the story is don't be aggressive. Yeah. Right? Don't be an idiot. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Mashup KY. Also, let us know your thoughts on this bottle in the comment section. Until next time, keep it neat.